Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman Colorado. Thank you so much for being with us today. We've got a great show in store for you, and we're going to kick it off with our friends from Colorado Parks and Wildlife and a great friend of our show, actually, Brian Postumas. And Brian is the statewide hunter outreach coordinator. So, Brian, thanks for being with us today, bud. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the time to to promote some of our hunter outreach programs. You bet, man. Yeah, I love getting you guys on when we can, and it is about to get busy for all of us, and we'll get into that here in a minute. But uh, first of all, why don't you just give us maybe a little of your background, how long you've been with CPW, and what this role um, kind of consists of for you as a statewide hunter outreach coordinator. You bet. Yeah, I've been working with Colorado Parks and Wildlife for about seven years now, a little, little over seven years, and um, in this current position, it's been about a year and a half. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of outreach with um, hunter outreach, angler outreach. In CPW, we, we've got a lot of programs where we're trying to um, get new hunters and new anglers out into the field. Um, we rely so heavily on on the licenses. You know, the the mm-hmm. funding for wildlife management, the game and the non-game is, is funded you know, primarily through hunting and fishing licenses. Right. So we want to make sure we've got that, that funding source going on and, you know, for the long haul. You know, we, we've got a lot of impacts to our wildlife and to the habitat, and we want to try and manage that into the future so everyone can enjoy it. But we've got, we've got some cool um, programs that we do on the hunter outreach side. Um, we have people that can apply, you know, that they're new to hunting. They can apply through our hunter outreach program. We've got youth programs, novice adult. We also have women of field programs. Um, they can apply, and we uh, will pick through that list, take them on a mentored hunt, kind of show them the ropes. We've got seminars and clinics. We've got all sorts of, um, you know, some videos online. We've got a Learn to Hunt webinars on our CPW YouTube page. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a, a big game hunting series by Nate Zielinski of Tightline Outdoors. He's sure, us Nate's out. a great guy. Um, yeah. With, with a lot of programs. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing some programs like that as well. So we've got some videos on our YouTube um, page as well where uh, he's, he's going all through the year, all through the, the season, talking about hunting and tips and tactics and things to get ready for. Absolutely. And um, and let's walk through a couple of your programs. And one when we uh, talked the other day, you were t- talking about one um, that actually has two aspects to it. Take a friend, and we're going to go hunting and fishing. So let's start with the hunting side. Uh, but you've got a program called Take a Friend Hunting. Yeah, this is a program where we we realize that CPW just doesn't have enough staff and volunteers to to reach every new hunter that wants wants to get out hunting. And so this is a program where we are asking uh, experienced hunters to reach out to their friends, their family, their coworkers, folks that, that maybe um, they don't hunt, they haven't hunted in a long time, and ask them if they want to go hunting. And so this is a, a contest where the mentor um, takes someone who's a, the mentee, takes them out on, on a hunt. Um, the, the rules of the program, you know, there, there are some rules we got to um, cover in the program, of course, sure. but um, both the, the mentor and the mentee have to be 18 years of old, um, 18 years old. The mentor has to have had a color hunting license in at least three of the last five years. 
Um, the mentees, you know, they have to be pretty new to hunting, you know, either never had a hunting license until this coming year, maybe one license last year, or at least no hunting licenses in the last five years. So maybe they're, they've hunted in the past, they kind of fell out of it and they want to get right. back into it. Um, yeah. And, and so what we're encouraging the mentors to do is engage with their mentee at least three times, including a hunt. And, and some of those opportunities um, they're pretty simple to do. It could be just going to a store and, and, you know, shopping for ammo and the basic gear. Mm-hmm. It could be going to the range, you know, a shotgun range or, or if it's a, another hunt, you know, a rifle range, getting them some experience on the range, use of their firearm. Um, a hunt, of course, is a great, um, you, you have to go on sure. a hunt. Um, but then, you know, following up, you know, is there some game processing or having a, a wild game meal with, with each other as well. So it's pretty easy to get into. Um, it's pretty easy to get people, um, excited to go with you. There's a lot of adults that are out there that want to get into hunting. They want to feed their families a Mm -hmm. a healthy food source. Um, they just want some, some excitement and adventure in the outdoors as well. And, but they, they have no one to go with. And this is a way that we can encourage the mentors to reach out and hopefully if they, uh, you know, they can find someone, they engage three times, they can submit um, a, it's a photo and then a narrative of their, their hunts on our website. We've got a, um, a website that has, has the whole form, the, everything you need to fill out to submit. Um, it started August 1 and it ends February 28th. So we will be getting the prizes out, you know, between March 1 and March 31 next year. All right, man, that's cool. And then I guess just in terms of hunting to fishing, the same apply. Uh, and I know another buddy of yours, you said, takes care of that. But, uh, uh, man, what a great deal because I'm telling you, and all the craziness that's gone on this last year and a half especially, boy, what better thing to do than to, you know, help somebody else and get them out hunting. And Because, and, man, if we don't keep kids going in this thing, uh, we're going to be in trouble here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. We, we need to get kids out there. We need to get adults out there. I'm, I'm amazed that there are so many adults, you know, sometimes aged, you know, 20 to 20 to 40 years old. Um, there's a lot of adults that want to get out hunting. They, they just don't have a connection. Yeah. It, it's hard to get out hunting without, um, without someone helping you, you know, sure. kind of mentoring you along, someone to ask questions. Um, you know, we, and, and it, it's, a, sometimes it's a matter of confidence, you know, it, mm-hmm. you can read the regulations, you can read, you can listen to, um, you know, programs, you can research it a little bit, but, to, you know, to, to drive, you know, sometimes hours away from home and go on to land that you've never been on and, and to just say, yeah, can I, can I pull my firearm out? Can I hunt? Can I pull the trigger on something? And if I do, what do I do with the animal? What do I do with the, how do I field dress it? How do I prepare it, you know, for a, sure. for a good meal, you know, and just, just having something to walk beside you is, is huge and building that confidence. And, and, you know, some of the, some of the folks that have submitted in the past couple of years, um, you know, their, the narratives that they shared with us were great. You know, they, hmm. there's a couple of folks that, you know, they, they lost some of their hunting buddies. And this is a program that gave them opportunity to reach out. And, you know, they says, we had such a great time. We're planning on going hunting again next year, doing the same thing. You know, that, that's the kind of stories we love to sure. hear. You know, the, you know, those good connections and the, those friendships that are built, you know, the, you know, people joining a hunting camp, um, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of good stories. There's a lot of good opportunities coming out of this program. 
Yeah, absolutely. Again, if you're just joining us, Brian Postumas is our guest with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and Brian's the statewide hunting outreach coordinator. You know, you mentioned reading the big, reading the um, regulations and all. Sometimes it shocks me at just all the questions that can come up on, you know, different social media. And I'm like, dude, it's right there in the, in the brochure. But I mean, I mean, sometimes just weeks after, you know, people put in for the draw, they're like, when are they, when's the draw? When's the draw? And, you know, on the back page, it's clearly stated, but that's probably a fault of a lot of us. We just don't read, do we? <laughs> There, there's a lot to read in those brochures. Uh, so, some of it is understandable. It's pretty complex, but yeah, yeah, we need to take the time to to go through those brochures. And um, you know that that's a great point you bring up too, Scott. The, if people are reading through the brochures and they have questions, we do have um, phone numbers. We've got lots of great customer service sure. representatives that are are available for people. And um, you know the inside flap of every brochure has a list of phone numbers yep. to, you know, regional offices across the state. That's a good resource for people if um, if they're reading through the brochures, think something just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I encourage them, call up these folks. And, um, our, yeah, our, our customer service folks are, are great. They, they've heard so many questions over the years, <laughs> right. and they're, they're great at trying to get answers. Right, because it's a lot better to ask the question to one of your representatives than talking to one of your officers in the field saying you didn't know that, right? <laughs> Yep, 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 exactly. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And, you know, another thing, I mean, that first inside the uh, page, usually your first page inside is, uh, you know, what's new for that year. And, boy, that's a crucial page because you guys cover a lot of stuff there. Yeah, yeah, that every time a new brochure comes out, um, you know, there's a couple things I encourage people to do. And, you know, one of them is is one of the first things is read that what's new page. Um, You know, there's... Maybe it doesn't give all the details, but it'll give you a, a, you know, a reference to say, you know, hey, go to this page to learn more. Or sometimes they've got um, a website um, URL there that you can actually go and read more detail and get more information out of it. Right. So, you know, as we mentioned, man, hunting season is upon us and a lot going to be going on here pretty quick. Just what are some maybe tips that you maybe you know you guys see uh, you know especially at the beginning of the years and stuff mistakes people might make or maybe just some reminders anything like that that we could uh, help our listeners out with you bet yeah i uh, i've talked with my uh my fellow co-workers the the district wildlife managers or wildlife officers that, that we run into out in the field and i've asked them a few things over the years you know what are those common violations that people People don't do it intentionally. It's something maybe they forget or not, they're not aware of. And, uh, you know, there, there are a couple of them out there that are really easy to uh, avoid. So, you know, one of them, of course, is making sure you have your hunting license with you. Um, that, that's really important to have it, have it on you out there in the field. Um, and another part of it, too, especially for the small game hunters that are going out, um, we do require that you uh you get a hip number and it's it's super easy to get that you can do it online um at codelowhip.com um you just answer a bunch of questions about some small game you know hunt, you know did you hunt these species last year you're gonna mm-hmm. hunt these species this year and at the end of it you get that that nine digit number and you just write that right on your license before you go hunting um it, it's a small step but sometimes people forget about it before they get out there hunting um, you know, another thing for some small game hunters um, and waterfowl hunters when they go out, 
Um, maybe for some reason they took the plug out of their, their shotgun magazine and, and forgot to replace it. You know, maybe they cleaned it up or uh, maybe they took it out for that, um, you know, that, that special season, um, goose season. Sure. Um, kind of late with kind of snow goose season that where you can remove your plug. Um, but they, they don't they don't put it in before they go out or maybe they bought a new shotgun and it didn't automatically come with that that plug. So it's it's a good idea. Um, I, I encourage the hunters before you go out, you know, just pop some shells and, um, you know, at home into that magazine and make sure you can only put two shells in your magazine and no more than that. Right. Um, so that, that's something that the officers are going to check you out in the field. And if you, if you already get that, you get that confidence when you go out that, you know, if you get checked, hey, I'm, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I got my license. I got my hip number. I got the plug in my shotgun. So mm-hmm. th- those are a couple of the, the, you know, quick, easy things that we can all do to um, make sure that we're not making those mistakes out in the field. Sure. You know, we mentioned the fishing side of things. We Austin Parr. Uh, discount fishing tackle on the show to uh, here in a few minutes but you know we talked to him about you just got to know there's so many different you know species of fish and which ones you can keep which ones you can't how many you can keep but i mean but your website does a great job you know and again that is cpw.state.co.us plus you guys have a, a fishing app that's pretty cool so and, and like i say you got phone numbers so man if people have questions you know it's just a lot better to find out so when you go out and you know know your experience is all good and uh you know not having to get in any kind of situation yeah yeah that's a good point i i always make sure i have brochures you know whatever i happen to be hunting you know big game small game the, the walking atlas the state rec lands brochure um the fishing brochure um i have those with me i usually have a whole set just in my vehicle when i go out i got just a little notebook that i keep everything in there and i update it whenever they come back but yeah, for uh, for folks that are fishing, um, you know that fishing brochure is really important. We have the the standard um, bag limits for for species, the mm-hmm. standard regulations that are out there, of course, right? Like like we know this this is standard across the state. But in that fishing brochure are also listed the bodies of water that have special um, regulations associated with it. So it might be flies and lures only, or maybe there's some um, you know size limits or or special bag limits there. So yeah, that's a good point, Scott. Uh, um, before you go fishing somewhere, just just bring that brochure. Take that brochure with you. Open it up, and um, you know whatever body of water you're on, just look look for that in the brochure and see once if there's any special regulations there before you start fishing. Sure. Again, if you're just joining us, Brian Postumus is our guest, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. He is the statewide hunter outreach coordinator. And um, so reflecting back at the draw a little bit, in the last couple of years has been a little different. You know, we've done our main draw, and then we used to just flip over to, um, you know, um, leftovers and all. And now we do a secondary draw and then the leftovers. So, I mean, um, from my perspective, it went great this year. I mean, man, you know, I was at one of our uh, stores, the Outdoorsman's Attic, man, right at 9 o'clock. I walked in the door. They they queued right in. There was one muzzleloader tag in Meeker that I needed, and I got that one tag. So it worked great for me. <laughs> oh, wow. But, um, but you know, um, hey computers are computers and you can have the best systems in the world sometimes there's glitches but just overall how do you how do you think this uh, secondary draw thing is going and and kind of what are you hearing from people and then from your side as colorado parks and wildlife yeah yeah i 
the the information I've been hearing from from the folks that are in that system, um, both the primary and the secondary draw, um, ran ran very well this year. Um, you know, the the system keeps improving. Um, we we make little changes here and there. Of course, um, you know, we want to make it a better system for our customers. And uh, you know that it it is a it is one of those challenges we have. Um, I'm guessing we have tens of thousands of people all logging in at the same time, trying to get into the system online. Mm-hmm. And many, many hunters are, you know, they're looking for those tags. Like, like you say, there's, there's one tag, the, the one that you got, um, you know, that's, that's great when, when you're able to get that. Yeah, when but, you're able um, to get it. Yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah. Yeah. But it can be frustrating when, you know, you're, you're, you know, you've been logged in for a while and for whatever reason, someone beat you to that tag. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, the first come first serve system, it, it's sometimes, um, stressful. It's aggravating. We, we all put in a lot of time trying to, um, you know, get those one or two tags. I, uh, I do encourage people to, um, to, to have a, have a plan, um, developed even before the primary draw starts on, um, you know, think about, okay, what can I get in the primary draw? Um, but think about some of those, some of those, hunt codes that do end up going to the secondary draw, those would be great hunt codes to put for your third or fourth choice in the mm-hmm. primary draw. So if right. for some reason you don't get your first choice or second choice, you, you've got that opportunity to maybe pull that tag before it ever gets to secondary draw. Um, you know, the same thing happens, you know, we've already had leftover day. Um, you know, I encourage people to, to um, think about what are those tags that went to leftover and maybe those are the, those are the hunt codes you put as your third or fourth choice um, in the secondary draw. So, you know, if you don't draw your first, first one, you know, you still have those opportunities and it it just ups your, ups your um, opportunity to draw something maybe before the actual, you know, secondary draw or leftover draw comes up. Sure. And also there's the tags that are reissued, right? Because there are hunters that, that turn tags in, they find out something came up, they can't do it. And so that comes out every week, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. So on Tuesdays at 11 a.m., the reissue list will come out on our website. Um, if you want, if anyone wants to look at that, just on our CPW site, um, there's a, a bar up top and um, things to do. You hit hunt, and then you select hunt big game, and there, there's a link right there to the um, to that reissue list. So that comes out at Tuesday at 11, and then on Wednesdays at 11, it's first come first serve and and basically what people are doing is they log in or they, they can do a phone call. They go into the office and, and hope that they can get in as well. Um, but at 11 o'clock, all of those reissued licenses get put onto the leftover list. And so a lot of times at 11, there's a lot of hunters that are, um, you know, fighting over a couple of those, you know, those, those very desirable limited licenses. Um, but yeah, that's at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays. It, it, it is a good opportunity. I do encourage people to put it in their calendar on Tuesdays. You know, Tuesday evening, you get home from work, have some supper, and just take a quick look at that um, that reissue list and see if there's a tag that you really want to get, and then be prepared. You know, 11 o'clock on Wednesday to see if you go get it. Sure. And last point here, cover with you real quick is, you know, boy, it seems like it's harder and harder to find public land to hunt on for people. And it is our responsibility as a, um, you know, sportsman and outdoorsman, know where you are and make sure you're on illegal. And, you know, Onyx Maps is good and there's several others. But what what things would you say to people, you know, hey, if you're hunting an area, I mean, how can you really make sure that, you know, where you are and 
um, you're on the right property? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, trespass is something that our officers deal with uh, quite often. Um, you know, we have landowners that are angry because some hunters um, often accidentally, um, you know, started hunting on their property without permission. So, yeah, knowing where you're at is um, is really important as a hunter. It, it's, you know, it's a legal issue, but it's also an, an ethic. And, um, you know, we we have a lot of people watching us out there in the field. So so when we're following the rules, we're doing everything right. You know, we as hunters um, are viewed better by, by the general public out there. So some of the things that I like to do to make sure I'm on public land, um, I look at our Colorado Hunting Atlas, which is online off of our CPW website, mm-hmm. the Colorado Hunting Atlas. And that, that gives a lot of the public lands across the state. So, um, you know, Forest Service, um, BLM are some of the, the, you know, most popular lands to go hunt. There's a lot of state lands, such as state wildlife areas, state trust lands. Um, people would be surprised at how many state parks allow some type of hunting on them as well if they really looked into the state parks. So, you know, the, that information, you know, that's all available on the Colorado Hunting Atlas. Um, having a, a phone app or a GPS app, like you mentioned, I, I, I have been using Onyx Maps. I've been using Hunt Data on my GPS. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's Hunt Data, Donnell and Lisa, they're great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some great resources for the hunters that are out there. Usually, of course, you know, you're going to have to pay, you know, something for that sure. information on the private landowners, those locations. Um, the, the Forest Service has um, paper maps available at many of their offices, um, especially with the, like the motor vehicle use maps. Mm-hmm. I use those quite a bit. And I, what I do is I look at the Colorado hunting Atlas. I look at the, um, you know, whoever the land manager is, I look at some of their maps online. I look at the paper maps just to try and double check that everything's okay. I look at my, um, you know, my, my phone app just to make sure that everything is lining up. And I do that prior to the hunt. I'll spend hours online looking at that information, um, just to make sure I know where I'm at. And, and if it's going to be a, if it's going to be an area where, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried or concerned about it, I'm, I'm probably going to try to, um, you know, spend even more time and follow up on it. Maybe I want to call up and, and double check um, some of these lands, you know, whoever the agency is, and just call them up and say, hey, are we allowed to hunt on this property? Sure. Um, you know, I, and, and I say that, you know, there's a lot of open spaces all up and down the front range. Um, some of them have some, some limited hunting opportunities. Most of them, though, are, are you know, generally close to hunting. Or hunting. So, um, you know, that, that's something that hunters need to follow up on with those open space agencies. You know, check their website, see what sort of kind of information they have, or, you know, call up their customer service folks before you get out. Um, that's always a good idea. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, start asking landowners for permission our offices have those um, landowner courtesy cards where you, you have a, uh, it's almost like a couple of business cards together. You can rip one off, you can provide your information to the landowner, and then you get the permission from the landowner that says, hey, you can hunt this property. So those are a good good card to have. I, I have a, gotcha. a small pack of those when I go out into the field just in case I run into a landowner and strike up a conversation and he's willing to let me hunt. Sure. This is a good way to build that, that um, level of trust with that landowner as well. Boy. And, you know, and I, I'll, I'll tell them straight up, you know, hey, this is my name. This is my contact info. And especially when I'm leaving um, their property, I want to make sure I reach out to them and say thank you. Yeah. And I tell them if I've done something wrong, please let me know what I've done. I'd like to do everything I can to make that up to you. Um, you know, it, it's building a relationship with those landowners so that you can get mm-hmm. permission again. 
Yeah, uh, and, years. and that's where I think a lot of this, real quick, gets you know screwed up is you know somebody hunts somebody's land, they don't shut gates, they leave trash, they do things, and then you know that sours the landowner, of course, on letting anybody else hunt there. And if we'll all take care of that uh, landowner's property as we would our own, uh, man, folks would probably be a lot more open to letting us hunt their properties. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, even such little things as, you know, field dressing out in the field, you know, I, I carry several trash bags with me out in the field. I don't want to leave feathers. I don't want to leave, you know, like like for small game hunting, I don't want to leave the guts or the carcass or anything yep. out in the field. Um, you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna put that in a bag and, and get rid of it. And, uh, you know, I think that, that goes the same thing if you're hunting some of the walk-in atlas or the state wildlife areas, um, you know, Forest Service, BLM, any of those lands, you know, like pick up your own trash, pick up, maybe even pick up somebody else's trash. You know, these, these are our public lands and they're, they're pretty special. The fact that we get to go hunt and fish and hike and bike and camp on these lands is pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a privilege to get to go do this. And, uh, you know, we all got to kind of step up and, and do what we can to respect the resources, but also to respect the other people that are out there um, enjoying um, the outdoors just like us. Absolutely. Well, Brian, hey, man, I know I kept you over what I told you, but, man, there's so much to talk with here, but we'll try to do this again, and I appreciate your time today very much, bud. Well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity to, to promote this program, and, yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate that. I'd love to, love to tie in with you again sometime. All right, you got it. That will happen, I promise you. Brian Postumas, once again, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And as Brian said, folks, hey, look, there's a lot of information on the website. There's, there's phone numbers all over the brochures and the website. If you need help, you need help, you know, coordinating a hunt or you've got questions about regulations, uh, it's very easy to get those answered before we all get out in the field. So I hope you'll take advantage of that. Again, the website, cpw.state.co.us. You're listening to Sports from Colorado. We'll be right back. Now's the time to get into the outdoorsman's attic. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and you've heard me say many times, this is one of my favorite stores. The outdoorsman's attic selection is incredible right now for all of your camping, hunting, and fishing needs. Just a few items to mention, all backpacks are 10% off, sleeping bags 20%, and Sitka gear 40% off of retail. They also have great deals on firearms, and also tons of fishing gear down in the basement. And if your firearms need a little work or cleaning, see Scott the Gunsmith and tell him we sent you. It's the Outdoorsman's Attic. It's Colorado's premier outdoor consignment store for the outdoors. They're located at 2650 West Hamden. Tell them Scott sent you. At Flash and Beck Law, your attorney sets you at ease from the first meeting so you have the space to think clearly. After an injury, you immediately start worrying about how you will afford the healing process. You start thinking about insurance deductibles, physical therapy appointments, vehicle repairs, and how to pay for rent in the meantime. Listening to one calm, qualified voice throughout the process will help you think rationally instead of making decisions based on anxiety. Call Flesh and Beck Law for a free, no-obligation consultation, and you will talk to a lawyer right away, not some legal assistant who just wants to find out how much money your case might be worth. Then, once you and your attorney both decide to move forward with your case, you will continue working with that attorney the whole time. The same person who meets you for a consultation will also sit beside you in court. Eliminate the fear of the unknown. Call Flesh and Beck Law at 303-806-8886. 
When it comes to customer service, D&D Tire takes it to the next level. Yes, you will receive great customer service from this family-owned company, but there is a difference when you add customer care. You see, at D&D Tire, they care about your safety and your car, and they understand mechanical problems, tire replacement, or flat tires never come at a convenient time. But at each of the D&D Tire locations, two in Aurora and one in Parker, you will find a courteous staff and technicians that have the knowledge and experience to take care of all of your automotive needs. Right now, buy four qualifying tires and rebates are up to $150 when using your Goodyear credit card, subject to credit approval and terms and conditions apply. D&D Tire Service, your one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. Check them out at dndtireservice.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to go to phones now and Get our fishing report from our good friend, Austin Parr at Discount Fishing Tackle. Austin, I know you're busy on a weekend, but, man, thanks for taking a few minutes and being with us. How are you? Scott, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, doing well, and uh, thanks for your help for helping me out. We went to Idaho, and uh, the weather wasn't very cooperative, but we did catch a few things on the uh, a few fish on the, uh, the items you gave me and the different lures and all, so thank you very much. Perfect, absolutely. All right, so kind of give us a, a, a quick view here of our uh, area lakes and all and what's going on. Yeah, so right now we're still in the heart of the late summer period. Obviously, we'll be seeing some transitional stuff in the next uh, you know month or so as we're getting cooler. But right now we're still, like I said, in the, the heart of your late summer pattern. So what that means is when you're dealing with your bigger bodies of water and the walleyes that we're always talking about, there's a lot of bait fish in the water. And so the, the bait fish are your gizzard chad. And it creates a situation where there's a, just simply a lot of food for the fish to eat. So it can be a little bit challenging out there. But lately we've been having some success on blade baits, particularly Johnson thin fisher blade baits up shallow, uh, mm. fishing areas more than fishing schools of fish. In the earlier time in the summer, I'm using my electronics and finding really big groups of fish if possible and then being able to, to actively catch those fish in short order. But now we're fishing areas more where these fish are pushing through the areas and you're, you're trying to get them as they're moving through. So you're catching less fish, but in the early mornings, we've been doing all right on the blade baits and then peeling out later into the day and trolling high in the water column with things like uh, Berkeley uh, flicker shads as well as Salmo hornets and shad wraps, fishing them behind planer boards up high in the water column. So that's been productive on some of your walleye fisheries lately, particularly at Chatfield and Cherry Creek. But the same thing kind of applies when you're on your northeastern plains lakes as well. Fishing areas shallow where those walleyes are pushing bait up and then pulling out and trolling a little bit later into the day. So that's been all right. But then we've also been having pretty darn good success fishing small local ponds. This time of year is one of my favorite times to fish those ponds, particularly when we're dealing with largemouth bass. Uh, the water temperatures are high, and bass certainly prefer that hot water temp. So being able to get out there in the late evenings and early mornings have proven to be the most productive. Top waters definitely are one of my favorite choices, particularly when you're dealing with the uh, river-to-sea 
Whopper poppers, but then also pop R's from Rebel have been very worthwhile. So working those poppers and those those ploppers uh, in that early and late light uh, type period have been good. But then if you're out there in the middle of the day, you can do a variety of different things like Texas rigging craws. That's definitely effective when you have a lot of weeds too, so you can keep that bait weedless. You can put various other baits on that Texas rig too, like a Gary Yamamoto Sanko or work in with a ribbon tail worm from Berkeley. Working those along the edges of your weed lines are are definitely a good choice to be thinking about. And then also you can go as simple as you want as well and uh, incorporate live bait into a situation like that. So a live shiner under a float can be a deadly combination for bass, but you can also break out some of your crawlers, potentially catch some bass, but also have good opportunities for small bluegills and panfish. So that's a great mm. deal to get a kid out uh, as we're getting back to school here. You can do a, just a couple hours in the evening or in the sure. the weekend and catch some good fish doing that, too. Working things like lowly ponds, that's a great one. We always hear great things about City Park, believe it or not. But okay. the cool part about uh, Parks of Wildlife on the Front Range is that all your little local ponds, all pretty much are going to have bass and panfish, even your neighborhood ones. And another resource to utilize that Park Wildlife puts out is the Colorado Fishing Atlas. Right. You can actually go through and see what species are in all of these bodies of water. And that's a great resource to check out what's in your local pond right by your house. And uh, there's all up and down the front range, though, there's great opportunities of small little local ponds that all are going to be remarkably good fisheries uh, for what they are, really. Absolutely. Austin Parr is our guest. Discount Fishing Tackle is the store. They're located at 2645 South Santa Fe. The number there is 303-698-2550. So what are you seeing in the, or hearing about in the mountains and areas around like that? Still great fishing to be had up there right now. Uh, Spinney Mountain Reservoir in particular has been picking up in a really big way. Uh, we've been catching a lot of nice trout up there. Had a couple trips lately. The, the trout have been doing good on two-and-a-half-inch tube jigs. But the pike also have been being productive. So jerk baits up shallow have been good. Buzz baits are still working well. We connected on a couple of really nice fish on buzz baits the other day. But then uh, the trout I'm catching on the outside edges of the weed line in about 21 to 22 feet of water, uh, fishing vertical jig to tube jigs. So that has definitely been good. But the other thing this time of year that is one of my absolute favorites, whether you're a conventional angler or a fly fisherman, are to work your really high elevation small streams. So this year, as many people understand, we have not dealt with a great snowpack. And even with this additional monsoon moisture that we've been seeing over the last couple of days and weeks, uh, the water temperatures are still pretty warm on the bigger bodies of water. And although there are not many fishing closures yet around, the fishing in general is better on those higher elevation places at the moment. So if you have the gumption to hike up the timberline and take advantage of some of the small cutthroats or big cutthroats sometimes, but then also brook trout on the smaller bodies of water, that's one of my favorites. Uh, dry dropper fishing on a fly rod is as effective as anything, but you can also take a small box of lures on a pack rod, throw things like a Castmaster or an HD trout or a Blue Fox spinner, and have really good success on places, especially where the water's coming in and, and leaving the lake but also little points uh, and little rock jetties that stick out. So that's some of my favorite. And then uh, as we're getting into the fall a little bit more, that still can fish really well. And you can even do other things like grouse hunting uh, with ptarmigan or, or blue grouse uh, duskies up there on the uh, edges of those lakes and then take advantage of some fishing in the middle of the day too. So that is uh, certainly something to be thinking about. And then obviously dealing with archery elk and muzzleloader coming up too, you yep. can still do those hmm. same type of things where if you can go and hunt early or maybe, you know, get lucky and harvest an animal, 
and then be able to take advantage of some of those great bodies of water up there. That's a fantastic option and really one of my favorites with trout that are very, very willing to eat and uh, sometimes remarkably beautiful ones. Absolutely. You know, and so and I was talking with a guy yesterday and he said, man, he goes, I listen to y'all's show and Austin talk about all these things and you got the places, you got the right, you know, equipment, you got the right lures or bait, whatever. And he said, but then the techniques that you use for all these different things, he goes, that's what's hard to learn. And I said, I know. I said, just, I guess you have to go by and talk to Austin and ask him how to do it. But what is a good, I mean, you just learn by experience, I guess, right? Uh, To a degree. I mean, anymore, this time uh, in history is really the, the easiest as far as looking things up on YouTube, that's always something to be looking up on these various techniques, but that's something where the trout kind of come in a lot of times, too. They're, they're a lot easier than some of these walleyes are, especially this time, because the walleyes are, unless you really know what you're doing, they can be challenging. Whereas those trout in those high-elevation lakes can be truly as simple as putting a spoon on the end of a swivel and casting it out and reeling it back. Uh, so that is uh, something that I like to, to tell people that are just getting into it, that if you want to have success doing something like that, or working your panfish where you can just do very simple bobber and worm type rigs, that is going to increase your success. And especially if you're taking a kid out there and you may not have the, the greatest level of experience or confidence in catching fish, both of those two things are great opportunities to get a kid into fishing with higher percentage chances of having success. So, and, and nothing is going to keep a kid in fishing or hunting more than having success. No doubt. You go out there and don't catch anything a lot of times, that uh, can be a little more challenging uh, to keep a kid interested. So that's always something to look at there. But as you mentioned, experience is certainly something to do. I mean, it's, it's just like hunting is too, where the dedication sure. needs to be there and uh, you have to go through your failures in order to get your successes. Absolutely. So that, uh, is kind of part of it, but I guess that's part of the journey that we all love about uh, hunting and fishing too. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. All right, let's talk about the store just a minute here and uh, kind of give us an idea of maybe some things maybe that you were running short on. You've got some more in, but it's still getting tough getting product in, isn't it? It's been super challenging still, and uh, I still can't think, you know, make this uh, clear enough that if you're still looking for stuff, particularly I'm all fishing down here, but especially if you're looking for stuff in the, for hunting this fall or anything like that, now is the time to really be looking for it. I mean, it is not going to be getting any better. I've been seeing uh, a lot of reports from some major companies like Shimano Fishing that are telling us that a lot of the core products are not going to be available until summer of next year, which is absolutely crazy. Wow. Um, right now, we already have a lot of our ice fishing orders in, so we're hoping to be able to have a good amount of supply there, but yet at the same time, we're not looking great on some aspects. So it's been really challenging, and I mean, we're doing we're doing very well. A lot of people come in here, and I tell them that, and they're like, oh, well, what are you talking about? You have stuff everywhere. No, no. Certainly the case, but there's, there's core stuff, though, that is definitely challenging to get, if not impossible to get uh, for the time being. Sure. Once again, the store is located 2645 South Santa Fe. Now, your trips, real quick, uh, are, you, are you booked up pretty much, or you still have some few open slots people want to book a trip with you? I have a few open slots as we get into the fall here, but definitely uh, a little bit booked up at the moment. Uh, the, the, this time of year is a little bit tough. The fishing's not super, super fantastic, so I push a lot of my trips for this time of the year into the fall a little bit. But then as we get into late September and into October, I do have an opening here and there. 
And that is the time of year to be really focusing in on your big fish. So if you're looking to catch big walleyes, it's pretty much the best for the entire year uh, during that particular time frame of the last two weeks of September and the first two weeks of October. All right, but good deal. Well, Austin, like I say, I know you're busy on a weekend, man, but we appreciate your time and uh, we appreciate your great advice every week here on Sportsman of Colorado. So hope you have a great day, man. Thank you so much, Scott. You have a fantastic day. All right, you as well. That's Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle, 2645 South Santa Fe. Their number, 303-698-2550. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com. Hey, Dan. You know, our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer. You're an attorney and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the least. Chevy, find new roads. For over eight years, you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix Weaponry in Berthard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, your host of Sportsman of Colorado, here once again to tell you why Phoenix Weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm. Phoenix Weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer. With a combined experience of over 45 years, the Phoenix family can master even the most unique idea. Phoenix Weaponry manufactures of precision custom parts for ARs and builds custom precision rifles, as well as a full line of pistol, shotgun, and rifle suppressors. Whether you're an experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast, let Phoenix Weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster. Phoenix Weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs. Owner Aaron Casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition. Do it yourself or complete bills at Phoenix Weaponry. They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496 or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. This is Chris Kane with 303 Roofer. If you have an insurance claim on your roof and want to keep some of that money in your pocket, give us a call and we'll give you a cash bid to replace your roof. You pay insurance every month and now insurance has paid you. It's your money and we understand that. So give us a call at 303-390-1382 or visit our website, 303roofer.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, 
Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us today. Just a quick reminder, if you miss our live show here on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays, and that's from 8 to 9 a.m. And once again, in the evening, 7 to 8 p.m. And um, we hope you'll give all of our sponsors a chance to earn your business. And um, one of our great sponsors since we started our show many years ago now, the Outdoorsman's Attic, and it is great to have Billy Paddock with us. So, Billy, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Hunting season is upon us for sure. It's, it sure is, yeah. Hopefully by now everybody's really looked over that uh, the leftover license list and gotten what they wanted or at least come close to it. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, real quick on the draw, because I know you guys sell licenses there. I mean, how do you think the, the computer system and all that kind of stuff worked out? <laughs> Well, uh, it's getting better, you know. Yeah. It's it's not as bad as it was when they first started that total licensing system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do see a little bit of a delay even on our side um, at that crush right at 9 a.m. Um, I kind of wish they would split the, the over-the-counter sales and uh, leftovers, you know, know, at least make them a day, day between because it does kind of crash that, especially – you know, when I get guys lining up at the store and people are coming in just wanting to buy an over-the-counter tag and that other poor guy that's one person behind them sure. is looking for that one tag that only has two available. I know. Yeah, it's a little I'm... frustrating. You know, I know first come, first serve, but sure. it, uh, it definitely definitely helps out when we can kind of split that out. And I'll tell you what, I, I always want to push you guys, but man, I hate to let everybody know you sell licenses because fortunately I was sitting there when you pulled up and I had that one muzzle loader tag over in Meeker and yeah. I was able to get it right when you opened the door. So that worked yep. out great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot better than sitting at a big box store and, you know, just tapping your feet waiting for the next guy in line to, sure. to get your tag. <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, this is the Outdoorsman's Attic. They're located at 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan and great, great store. And, yeah, Bill, I thought it would be just great to get you on as people maybe trying to get their gear together, figuring out what their needs are. And, man, you guys got a lot. So just kind of walk us through the store a little bit of some things you've got going on and maybe even some sales you want to push. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're packed to the gills with clothes right now. Um, the guys that, unfortunately, didn't get their tags, they're like, I'm never hunting again, so they're bringing their stuff in. So, <laughs> and we'll see them next year when they want to buy sure. more stuff. Sure. Um, so, you know, right now we've got the clothing, all our clothing that 
uh, that's 30% off right now and something that we've never really done. We do have a bunch of Sitka stuff uh, new. I know we've talked about it in the past. It's now 25% off of our already low tag price. Okay. And so, wow. guys, if you're a large, get in here. <laughs> it's going quick. Yeah, and I mean, man, you've got a ton of it, too. And I mean, yeah. brand new, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, we've, we also have the, the backpacks and stoves on sale. You know, most everything in the store is a 30% off. Um, our footwear is 40% off. Any boat boots that are over 30 days. And there's some great, great, like, banner boots, stuff that guys order, you know, online and they can't return it for whatever reason. Might have walked down the hallway inside their house and found out that it doesn't fit. Yep. And so, you know, why pay that retail price when you can come into a store like ours and, and get it for, you know, substantially less? Sure. And you can't tell the difference. No. Um, <laughs> you know, and then we also have the tents are 30% off. You know, downstairs we've got a ton of tents. Fishing department's always on sale, it seems like. Um, you know, the we do have, we also are a dealer for Dometic, which I don't think we've talked about in the past. No, take a minute and tell us about it. products. Okay. And so they're a a 12-volt cooler that you can plug into your vehicle. Uh, a lot of the overlanding and Jeep guys use them. I even use one, and uh, we're authorized to do 10% off of that even, and those are brand-new coolers. Okay. So, um, you know, don't let your meat spoil or get soggy in a uh, sure. in an ice-filled cooler. Uh, that stuff it works pretty good. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, a lot of sales going on. Man, get absolutely. Some stuff out so we can get more stuff in. <laughs> sure, for sure. And once again, folks, yeah. this is a family-owned store, and you know what? We need to support all of our local companies here. And this is a great, great store, one of my favorites, just to visit several times a week sometimes because you never know what's going to come in. And, and Billy, like you said, boy, you know, there's just certain times. I mean, you may not be expecting a lot of things in, but just you never know at what part of the season some guy may bring in or a gal may bring in, you know, a nice rifle, shotgun, some ammo. Uh, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got guys that are now addicted. I mean, we've been going what is it, over 10 years strong, and uh, I see the same come in at least twice a day, or mm-hmm. twice a, excuse me, twice a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they get addicted to it, and they got to see what's, what's coming in, and sure enough, you know, they, they get a, they score a good deal that way and get something to, to you know, complete their outfit or, or uh, their hunting experience. So sure. You know, another thing you've got, too, you know, just on that one side of the counter there, man, you got a ton of knives in there. Yeah, we do. We've been, we just got a whole bunch of them, like Benchmade knives and spider codes are really popular. Um, we've got more skinning knives in than we know what to do with. Okay. <laughs> you know, the Wyoming knives. and So, I mean, it's, again, it's everybody should have a pocket knife inside their pocket. If they don't, they're... I don't know what they're using, but maybe their teeth to yeah. <laughs> open up stuff. <laughs> exactly. Once again, our guest is Billy Paddock. That's the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden. And hope you'll get by. Let them know you heard about them here on Sportsman of Colorado. And uh, for those of you that maybe haven't heard the show before, whatever, basically this is a consignment store for the outdoors. And outdoors, we mean 
golf, not golf. I started to say not golf. <laughs> we mean hunting, fishing, camping, that type of thing. And uh, so if you've got some gear and, you know, uh, as Billy just ran through all that list that's on sale right now, if you've got some gear that you're not using anymore and you want to turn that into cash, hey, this is the best place to do it. You'll get more for it being in a store setting like this. And plus, you can open up an account there, Billy, and I think that's what everybody does, just opens up an account, and then, yep. you know, most of us use it right back with you when we need something else. So, I mean, it works out great for everybody. It does, and if I could put out a special request to any of your listeners. Sure. Um, if they have if they have older uh, camel for kids, we're in dire need of that right now. There's yeah. a lot of kids that need to be outfitted, and I just, unfortunately, I didn't have any to fit my, my two daughters that are going muzzleloading with us this year. I had to go to the big box store, and I was absolutely shocked at how much I had to pay. Man, and uh, so yeah, if, if people have camo that the kids have outgrown, now's a chance to capitalize that and uh, and make a buck on it. You know, sure. don't let it just sit in the closet. No, absolutely. And kids grow out of stuff super quick. So, man, all the way up, footwear, you know, clothing, you know, boys and girls. Hey, bring it in there to the outdoorsman's attic. All right, we can't forget our good friend down in the basement, your gunsmith, Scott. (laughs) So let's talk about him a minute. Yep, Scott's been busy down there. He's gotten a lot of really nice guns in that he's been working on. Um, But, yeah, just bring it on down. He loves the older stuff, but he can do anything. I mean, the man is a, a magician when it comes to, repairing firearms uh things that i've seen i would think that belong in a dumpster he can just bring back the brand new and functioning and he's just a super wealth of knowledge for us so i learned a lot (laughs) yeah no doubt no he you're right he's been doing it a long time and got an outstanding reputation all right real quick uh on your um your gun rack and all um you know maybe some people you know, looking for a rifle for the season uh, upcoming or maybe even some dove hunting and all. Um, anything stand out there that's a good deal? You know, I got a, um, there's a, there's a waterfowl Franke uh, in a three and a half inch that just came in. It looks brand new. I don't think the guy even shot it, you know, maybe a couple boxes through it. Wow. I think that's going to be a good one. I, I can't remember the price. I'm actually in my truck using this as a studio just so I can get Hey, no problem. <laughs> Your mobile studio. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and then uh, there's a Remington 700 uh, 30-06. Beautiful gun. Uh, it's an older one. It's probably from the 70s or 80s. Again, I can't tell if the thing's brand new or not. You right. Know, it's, it's that clean. Mm-hmm. And it's got an optic already on it. We've got a lot of hunting rifles in there. Um, you know, there's a 300 Weatherby Magnum. For those weatherby oh, wow. guys, okay, uh, beautiful fluted barrel on it. So we're getting them in. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, you know ammo is still a little tough, but uh, the, the rifles are definitely coming in. So All now's right. the, now's the time. Well, good deal. Once again, folks, it's the Outdoorsman's Attic. Go by there and see Billy and Patty and Bill. Let them know you heard about them here on the show. We'd appreciate that, and I promise you they'll take wonderful care of you. 2650 West Hamden there in Sheridan. So, Billy, I know you're busy on a weekend, man, but we want to get you on a few minutes, so I'll get by there and see you soon. All righty, and I appreciate all the support you've given us throughout the years, and your listeners. Every time they come in, they mention, and they're they're just probably some of the nicest people I've ever met. Well, man, it's been my pleasure, as they say at Chick-fil-A, so I appreciate it, too. (laughs) All right, bud. Have a good one. All right. Uh You, too. Thanks, guys. I want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sports from Colorado. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.
opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.